tell me about Toluca Lake. Oh, okay, we're starting. <laughs> uh, Toluca Lake is a neighborhood in Burbank. Actually, it spans Burbank and Los Angeles, and it's for mostly older people, but it's close to the studios in Hollywood and all that stuff. Yeah, turn the volume up a little bit. You're a very soft talker. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. I think I feel a little awkward yeah, holding yeah. a microphone in a restaurant. I Well, you know what? You knew what you were getting yourself into. I know. You? I guess. It's fine. I don't. I didn't know actually. I oh, thought okay. maybe. I mean, I did, but I. You knew it was gonna be. A I thought somehow you would seamlessly do it where I didn't have to hold a microphone. We could like we could <laughs> adhere it to you somehow. Just get uh, some uh, electrical tape. No, that's okay. <laughs> uh, so. Where uh, do you usually do you do these in restaurants often? Oh yeah. Okay. I, I have a couple places now where like they know that I'm the weirdo. Like, okay. When I come in, there's a there's a tea place in Manhattan. And they know that I'm going to be there for like three hours sometimes. Okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, so. So you've been in LA for how long? About four years, I think, at okay. this point. Yeah. Did you move for work? Um, I did. I came to LA in 2010 first because I got the job on regular show, yeah. and then uh, I got that job the same week that I I found out I was pregnant. So that caused me to huh. consider some priorities. So actually, I came down here, um, but Damien stayed in the Bay Area, and I came down by myself for like six months, and then decided that it would be too hard to have a new baby and a job that I wasn't that good at that required a lot of me for the beginning of having a new baby. So then I went back up, and then I was there for a year and a half, and then I came back down to regular show. So you... You just weren't working there for a while? Yeah. Oh, that, that's me. Thank you. I mean, they... they, they you I got was doing, the job. You turned the job down. No, I took the job. You took the job. I took the job for like six months. Okay. And then... Had a baby. And then it was really hard. And... What happens when you get a new job and then you tell them that you're going to have a baby in nine months? I mean, I guess it depends on the circumstance. Sure. Uh, I told them... And I think in animation, like, I mean, they can let you go anytime they want and they send you on hiatus anytime they want. So I think people just like come and go all the time. So they were, they were very chill about it. They were like, do what you need to do. And then, uh, and then I did what I needed to do. And then I think after I left, they asked if I wanted to do a voice on the show. So I would come back like every couple months and do records um, just like take a flight. Oh, so on you Southwest. were a character on the show while you were not actually working yeah. on the other side of the show. Okay. Yeah. So I was like still in contact with everybody. Yeah. And then. Well, yeah, you were on the show. Yeah, I was on the show. <laughs> but the record, I don't for doing the the voice stuff like that that makes the biggest impression with my family and everyone. But that's like a couple hours, a couple times a month maybe that That's I do that pretty cool though, it is right? very I cool mean, but there's way more work involved in well, doing sure. all the storyboarding and writing but nobody really cares about that or asks me about that hey you don't have to no no <laughs> we'll, no listen we got we got time yeah <laughs> we, we could talk about that um, but so I would do that yeah uh once in a while yeah were you I mean I, I know you through comics you were doing mini comics for a long time mm-hmm did you study animation? I didn't. No, JG, who's the creator of Regular Show, hired Calvin Wong, uh, 
from buying Fremont. his comics from Fremont, <laughs> uh, buying his comics at I think Comic Con, and then like he was looking for more people to hire, and I think just went through Calvin's links huh. list on his website, and I was one of them. And he asked if I wanted to take a test. Interesting. Yeah. Because because like I wouldn't I wouldn't look at your mini comics and say oh she's an animator. No. It's a it's an interesting <laughs> leap. It is. I mean, I think I think JG was looking for people who wrote in a voice that he liked, could yeah. write and wrote in a voice that he liked, and he's always been of the mind that you can train someone to draw and you can't really train huh. someone to be funny or yeah. That's fair. to write. Yeah. Or so, be a good storyteller. Or be a good storyteller. So he's he was pretty open-minded. I don't think everyone is quite so open-minded. And I had a lot to learn after. I mean, that's part of why it was so hard because yeah. it was just such a steep learning curve to get to a point where I was like not needing help at every line I drew. What is what's what's the test like? Um. Oh. Just grab by the nap there. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. It's like in New York and LA, they don't even bat an eye when you're recording in a restaurant. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh huh. The test was, so I don't know, do you know about board-driven shows? Do you know how board-driven shows work? Like storyboarding? Storyboard-driven shows okay. don't I, have a script. Okay. Um, and that's how most of the shows at Cartoon Network work. So, so you, you make a comic? They will, they'll give us an outline, which is just like beat by beat of what, what the story okay. should be. And then it's the storyboard's artist's job to to fill in like the the specific dialogue so and the, the specific writer. action yeah we get writing credit okay um and yeah so the test was they gave us a little chunk of an outline like a couple paragraphs and then you had to storyboard it okay and you fill in the dialogue yeah. and make jokes and stuff he taught you how to draw um no <laughs> particularly in that chunk of time like it was that was season two of the show so everyone was super busy with their own stuff and it really felt like sink or swim at that time mm -hmm. and i felt like i was sinking yeah. like when at the time that i left i was like i if i hadn't left they would have fired me yes. uh so i was very surprised when they called and were like hey we want you to come do a voice uh because they'd really liked some stuff I'd done and my pitches, even though everything that I drew in those six months was redrawn by huh. better artists. Um, it must have felt like this is it for me in animation. Like I tried it. And it it just... did, yeah. And then when I came when I came back to Berkeley, um, I had a friend, Laura, who was interested in TV writing and had gone to school for TV writing at NYU. And she was, we started hanging out a lot and she was like, I, I never pursued that. And I was kind of like, I never, I don't know. I'm still interested in, yeah, in what I was it, doing. But yeah. But like, yeah, I needed to build up some, some strength or something. So I wrote, we wrote a couple scripts together and I just got more excited about going back hmm. and doing that again. And then made a plan to move back to L.A. and, like, pursue that a little bit more 
And at that point, my daughter was a year and a half old, so it was like a little so you just sent her out less the intense. World. Yeah. <laughs> so then I could cut her loose. Yeah. Uh, eh, no, it's just like a little less work, and like sure. I knew what I was doing a little more, and it was easier. And and then so I said I told JG I was moving back, and he seemed really interested in having me come back to the show much to my surprise yeah do you i mean have you, have you discussed that have you discussed like what it was that he saw that you clearly didn't see in yourself uh well i think they liked my writing i mean he's he said that and he's said that's why he hired me and like i guess he wasn't wrong that you can always like get there are tons of talented artists yeah. in la that you can get to redraw someone's stuff i mean it's not the most efficient way to do sure. things but um when i came back it like things had settled down a little bit more and then they had more time to be like okay what you were doing wasn't working for this reason and this is what you need to do instead and it didn't take that long like once they started paying attention to me for me to get it but but they did yeah it took someone paying attention to me for a couple weeks to to get there but i mean you you were essentially just creating like like comic roughs in a sense right i mean is is that what is that what a storyboard driven show is is really doing like kind of a comic page um i mean it's full storyboarding like you have to show you have to show they that's what they send to Korea for animating okay. is the storyboards that we do. Like, there's not really an in between. So it's helpful if somebody can draw. It's very helpful <laughs> to be able to draw. Yeah, it's a very useful skill for a storyboard. But are you still and in in, in your uh, your back are still there? Um, are are you are you still kind of doing that? I mean, are you you're still kind of sketching it and then somebody is? No, I've gotten a lot better. Oh, okay. at draw- I mean, it's, draw. I'm still like a pretty sketchy storyboard artist yeah. but it's it's serviceable they don't <laughs> <laughs> there's not an in-between step now they yeah. can send over what i've drawn okay. and it and it will work yeah that surprise surprise <laughs> i'm not i'm not too surprised because you still have the job um but i mean there is so there i mean there has to be some kind of training there uh, you know to make that step from you know, comics page where you're doing like, I don't know, like six images on a page versus actually like animating a story. Or are you just drawing Not, more pictures? Are you saying for me or for like yeah, company for wide? No, for you um, to, to, to make that transition from. The training didn't happen until like part two of me having the job. Okay. In part one, I had a partner. Like you, you'll get you'll get an outline, and then you'll work with a partner to to do yeah. an eleven minute episode. So I had a partner who would help me, but she had plenty of her own work to do, and would just kind of look over my shoulder once in a while and be like, uh, "You don't have to do that," or like, "Here's how to do that." But yeah. it was still just like it w- it wasn't it a was path to go forward mistakes. on. Yeah, no. which I mean. I did. That is part of learning too. But it wasn't like I just needed someone to be like, "You need all the characters to move yeah. in this direction, and you know, make sure their eyeballs don't overlap." And I mean, that's for that's a style thing for the show. But what were the big like mind bending things? You mean that overlap I like Garfield? 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. On regular show, they don't overlap <laughs> okay. ever. Uh, gosh, what were some of the things I did that were just like really wrong? I forget. It would be good if I could remember, but I forget. So they don't. You don't. You don't like show up at work and they they give you like a giant binder of, of here's what works and here what here's what doesn't work. No, they huh. don't. They they'll give you some. I mean, every show works differently. And I'm sure that regular show now doesn't work the way that it worked for new people when I started. Yeah. Um, But what Mike Roth, who is like the second in command under JG on regular show, he's not there anymore, but he he's a really good teacher. And so I would do a storyboard pitch and then afterwards he would sit with me and just go through like panel by panel how how I should have done it and that was how I learned but it it was a matter of someone sitting next to me yeah. and like drawing it with me and explaining that's brutal to though to have it. somebody like go through your stuff like that it was but I'm so grateful for it because I needed it really badly I didn't yeah. know how to do the job that I was hired to do until he did that did, did, did the place did it all feel kind of like fast and loose early on I mean how 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 long had the show been around when you got there? Uh, it hadn't aired yet. Okay, but so it was it was in new. season two, okay. yeah, of production. So, it, but you you kind of I mean, it sounds like you got the sense that they were also kind of trying to figure it out as they went along. Yeah, they definitely were, and they were. JG actually had a kid uh, in the in the space while I was gone, and <laughs> so I think. He became a lot less hands-on yeah. uh, in that time in between. And maybe became a little more empathetic to yeah, your situation. I think so. Um, but by the time I got back, it was a well-oiled machine. Okay. Um, but yeah, in the beginning, he would... I remember one night, like he just stayed late and totally redid an entire board hmm. with me and my partner. And that would never happen now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm really kind of curious about how, how these shows, you know, like your show and the regular show and Steven Universe you mentioned earlier, like how they, just kind of how they exist in Adult Swim. I mean, it sounds like they're pretty hands-off. Well, they're not in Adult Swim. I, I'm sorry, adult, uh, Cartoon Network, excuse me. Um, you mean like as far as getting notes from executives and stuff? Yeah, I mean, it, it just seems like every, everybody is kind of their own like self-contained world over there. Uh, I can see how you think that. I don't think that. I <laughs> okay, don't think I don't that's know. true. Are, is there? Are you all like in some giant like Turner compound? Or um, we're all part of Turner. I know that notes happen, but the board artists and the writers, at least on regular show, don't see the notes from the network. Yeah. Um, that'll kind of go to JG, and he'll decide what he does and doesn't want to do. But I don't. I think Cartoon Network is very good about being respectful of artists and giving notes to support their vision rather than to just, like, get their fingerprints on it, you know? Yeah, I mean, those, you know, I I would point to those two shows as, like, two of the very clear examples. And, we, you know, you really didn't see this in mainstream animation until pretty recently, it seems like, where it's, like, you know, in a way that, like, if you were... uh, cartoonist making a comic book like that would kind of be your singular vision and it seems like they're doing a pretty good job in, in preserving that yeah it does in maintaining consistency it does seem that way i mean i think like 
the the difference is that if you have a really esoteric idea, you probably wouldn't take it to Cartoon Network and say, "I think this would make a great." Kids you don't show. think that you don't think that the regular show is esoteric. I mean, it's a weird. But it's still accessible. It is, but it's there's a the Blue Jay and a raccoon and a gumball machine man. Yeah, I guess so. And Mark so. Hamill is a Yeti. That's a weird show. I mean, maybe you're like too yeah, close to it, but there's yeah, a lot I might of be. yeah. <laughs> well, what's not a weird show? Well, I don't know. I mean, you, you were saying like if, if it was too esoteric. Maybe I just I guess I mean like serious or. Okay. That's fair. Like not silly. Yeah, or or not not accessible. Maybe yeah. is the way to. Yeah. How do you define esoteric? Um. I I don't know. Just I I was just thinking like obscure, or weird, which there's definitely an aspect of it. Okay. In that show. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, but it, you know, like when like Adventure Time's the same way. Like, it wouldn't be the show it was if it wasn't weird <laughs> it's true yeah they're definitely they're pro weirdness yeah, yeah i think yeah but yeah and i guess even adventure time gets kind of serious i don't know it's that but it you know it's it's that thing though if you, you know, if you think about the the cartoons or just the kid shows in general that i don't know i know the ones that i really liked when i go back and look at them they were really really weird they were the ones that were not you know, like Pee Wee or something. Yeah, and they were all just like just bizarre. And Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what a lot of the creators have come up with. Yeah, and I, I think, I think kids really. I mean, I don't know. Do, do you consider it a kids show, or who's the regular show? Yeah, I don't really think about. It. I mean, I think it is, but that's not how we approach it when we're working on it. We just kind of try to work with what we have and make ourselves laugh yeah so you're working on a you're working on your own thing now right i'm working on my own thing okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) is that that the beginning and the end of that conversation (laughs) you did uh you did something with busy phillips yes i did that's a big deal it is yeah yeah it's exciting there's a video on youtube of just the two of you talking and that's kind of we had busy and I have a best friend in common, I should say. No, oh, well. It's not just a random celebrity connection that I have. Yeah. But there is a video of me and Busy talking. But yeah. she's she she's doing a voice for... Yeah. She did a voice for it. What What's the status? The status is it's in additional development. I don't know what that means. That means it's not greenlit for a show. Oh. But I have to do... I have there's some more hoops for me to jump through before it okay. will get to that point. So, so they they already start doing this kind of like uh, public facing promotion, even though they haven't greenlit it. I don't. Yeah, I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> they have. I guess it's just to promote the short and just to say just to get people excited about it, or just to get people excited about Cartoon Network and show that they're a place where people do new things and. Yeah. They try stuff out. Is there... I, I I do remember... You know, I remember Cartoon Network a long time ago, and they used to do that. They used to... Um, I think they would even have, like, contests or something where they would, shit, like, do a couple of shorts, and then one of them would get picked up for a series. 
That's like the path that, I mean, regular show started as a short and um, Adventure Time started as a short on on a different on a different platform but um yeah they all start as shorts i think but, but you, you you get the sense like working in there they they they're encouraging the people to make their own thing they yes i think so i mean it seems like the development execs make a point of of talking to all the board artists and yeah. just being like, we're here if you have any ideas. I mean, they all the networks do it. Like, the Disney people take board artists out from other networks, too, and say, Yeah, hey. but I feel like the Disney process is probably very different than the Cartoon yeah, Network I process. Know. I don't know. Disney's cooler than you would think it is. Yeah, and I just mean, you know, in terms of, um, I don't know, at least, like, I guess they do some shorts, but it's it's it just seems like a lot more kind of goes into those productions. Yeah, um, I think I think it is more hands on and business like yeah. for sure. So, was it was was doing your own show something you've been thinking about for a while? Um, yes, I pitched it originally close to three years ago, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so. And I was thinking about it for a while before I pitched it, and then, and then it was a year before they greenlit the short after that initial pitch, and then another year before the short was done. And so, you just kind of forget about it for a while and just go and do your job. And yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's been like it's never been a full forty-hour-a-week thing that I've been focused on. It's just been like meetings here and there that I've been doing, and like even if things continue to go well and go perfectly and I have a show at the end of it like it probably wouldn't be on the air until spring of 2018 or something yeah but you would be but you would be that would be your thing that you'd be doing Mm -hmm. yeah um was it just I mean was it something that you had been thinking about for a while something you've been wanting to do in some kind of format or is it like okay I need to pitch a show now yeah it was kind of like I want to pitch a show now yeah well, I knew regular show was doing really well. Yeah. So it was clear to me that there probably wasn't going to be a better time to pitch something sure. than when I was working on a show that was doing really well. So so I just tried to come up with something, and then I did. And now I have something I came up with. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. And here we eating are. Eating Japanese food in Toluca yes. Lake, and everything has worked out nicely. Yes. Um, are, are you, uh, how much of it... it uh, how much are you able to talk about at this point? I mean, the short is out. Is it out? Yeah, the short's out. It is out. out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what? 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 Is, what was the idea? Have you not watched it? I watched the. I, I haven't seen the show. I didn't know the short was out. I saw. I watched the busy. Oh, okay. Thing. Yeah, the short's out. It's about a. It's interesting because the short the short functions like a pilot in that it has to introduce you to the world and the characters, yeah. but they wanted it to not function as a pilot as in like not seem like the first episode of a series like they just they wanted didn't want to, to make be a that standalone thing <laughs> yeah kind of yeah. I'm not sure exactly what that's about um, I guess they just want it they want it to be able to stand on its own because well, it could potentially be the yeah yeah but but also you know I, I again this is like the tech part of my brain thinking but you know and I and actually I had interviewed oh I, I weirdly enough interviewed the president of Cartoon Network like a week or two ago. Which, who? What is her name? Um, I can't remember her name. Uh, 
I can look it up. Do you want me to look it up? <laughs> I, I feel like I should know who that is. I want to say Jennifer, but I could Was be Was it wrong. Jennifer Pelfrey? Hang on. She's like one of the heads of the studio. I, I thought she was the president. Let me, let me just keep talking while I look this up in my email. Is this going to be edited? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, we're uh, she have blonde hair? It was on the phone. So she sounded like she might be a brunette. Hmm. Um. How did you connect with her? The Powerpuff Girls were doing a special coding episode, so they gave us oh. the exclusive and we wrote about it for the site. I didn't know she did interviews. I think... See, now I have... Okay, here we go. Wait. Is it not in here? God damn it. (laughs) Hang on. Uh, Sam, what is your name? Samantha. (laughs) Uh, I feel so bad for my editor right now. I can't find it. I think it's probably Jennifer Pelfrey. If she's in Burbank, I no, it, it wasn't in person. I don't. I mean, I don't even really know where she was. Is it? It? Oh, it's gonna be in here somewhere. Are you excited? Are you getting excited? Mm-hmm. You can find it. After the interview. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah, but- oh no, Christina is her name. Oh, I don't know who that is. Christina. <laughs> I I could. I could have just googled President Cartoon Network president. God damn it. She must be in Atlanta then. Maybe. Cartoon Network President. Christina Miller. She's a oh, brunette. Okay. I think she is in Atlanta. That's her. Okay. This is some really good podcasting. She's not around. She's not around our okay. offices. She wears business suits and crosses her arms. Was it a good interview? Yeah, it was fine. Does she have a lot to say about that? I would think she wasn't that closely involved with the Powerpuff Girls coding episode. You know, it it, w- it was an initiative that they did with um, this group at MIT mm. and it was just like they were doing like cross promotion. The idea was that um, which is the blonde power? Do you know Powerpuff Girls at all? Blossom? Blossom, Buttercup and... I want to say Blossom. Okay. It's a blonde one. And she got really into coding, and now she's using coding to save the world. And so they did a cross-promotion. So, like, you get excited about coding, and then you go, and then you can do this really basic coding using okay. something called Scratch. That's neat. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's horrible. What were we talking about? Uh, Sue? I don't know. Why did the fact that I was... Short? Oh, what the short was? Yeah. What the pit, What the concept is? Sure. Yeah, what is the concept? Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's about oh, coding. Oh, so I was saying that it 
it functions as a pilot. Yeah, but it's not supposed to. Yeah. So the actual short I did is the story of like these these two characters. Um, they break this this pool toy essentially, and then sell pool water as lemonade to fix it and have it back. But the premise for the series, which is just like a teeny tiny component of the short, is the main character, Beverly, the alpaca, has had a tragic bun accident. She used to be this uptight teacher, but then she twisted her bun too tight, and then she turned into like a freewheeling teenager. Now her best friend is this peanut. (laughs) Which I think... I, I look forward to having a series so that I can more completely tell that story. Is there is there a lot of story to be told? Yeah, I think so. Like, my, my pitch for a series is, like, everything is her second chance at life. Hmm. Like, she gets to do it and not be uptight this time. And it can be applied to all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, but... I don't. I don't know that that came through in my short. My short is just like a silly story. <laughs> what is the? What's the pitch process like over there? I mean, do you, do you have to stand in for like in front of a room full of executives and? Um, well, for the shorts process, the shorts pitching process, there are a few but different the short, stages. But you, but you but you pitch the short with the understanding that maybe this will go on to be a series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's no secret that the the shorts department is sure. just like the pipeline to a series, yeah, yeah. and I don't think they would green light anything without trying it out first in that way. Um, but yeah, you base. I mean, I wasn't. I don't think I was standing. I was sitting. But okay. you go panel by panel and like do all the voices and all the acting, and you pitch it like as if you were watching it, basically. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Was that super uncomfortable? Uh, no. Not at that point. Oh, that's another part of my original stint at regular show when we had to pitch stuff. My voice, I could hear my voice shaking and see my hand shaking because I would just, I I was just so uncomfortable doing that. But now I'm actually very comfortable pitching and I am pretty good at it, I think. And so I feel like that was like a selling point was that I was pretty good at pitching the thing I had. The I think we're okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. The voice thing is really interesting to me. I mean, you were working there, and then you weren't working there, and they were just like, hey, you have an interesting voice. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Well, I had, so, uh, I had pitched an episode, an early episode with the character that I do the voice of Eileen and so that was kind of like a definitive moment for that character so I think they sort of associated me with yeah. her already did you create her? I didn't create her but but she existed without a voice? she had like one line in a previous oh, episode okay. and her character design was already done um, and then in this episode she goes on a date with Rigby and it was an outline driven so like my partner and I got to give her a lot of her definitive lines um one of which was uh i just laid sea turtle eggs but many of my hatchlings won't live till adulthood uh-huh. and she's like got a bunch of golf balls at the <laughs> it's dark <laughs> yeah it's a little dark that's my yeah. that's my angle on life i guess but anyway <laughs> uh i guess they liked that they really laughed at that in the pitch and then 
and then asked me to do the voice. Do you think you think you have a dark angle on life? I think my comedy tends dark. It's just you know I I just think about your stuff and it's like again it's like Yorkies and fruit. <laughs> but it's all pretty dark. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that's what I. But I, I like, mean, maybe though. that's like, I mean, have that veneer of cheeriness yeah, yeah, and yeah. then oh this is actually <laughs> existential. Yeah. So so they just so you were you were back in. Berkeley and just thought you maybe were just out of animation. lactating in Berkeley, yes. <laughs> that seems to be a fairly common I thing was, in Berkeley. I thought I was done, yeah. and then they pulled, pulled me back, back in. in. Yeah. Yes. No, I was, I was super happy that that happened because I loved Eileen, and I felt like I put a lot of myself into her for that pitch. Um, but I was like, that's, you know, it felt silly and childish to dream of having people come from out of nowhere you know like when you're like Someday maybe they'll discover me at the make, airport make, and yeah, ask yeah. me to be a model one day like that kind <laughs> it of kind of happened to you <laughs> it kind of happened yeah. yeah did you so that that process so so they started flying you down to I actually didn't even pay for my flights but <laughs> Ted Turner couldn't uh... <laughs> they didn't offer and I mean, voice acting pays pretty well, so it it still ended up being a profitable thing for me to do. So even doing like a few, do, you know, like a few episodes, a few lines per episode, it, it still pays well. Yeah, the the SAG AFTRA minimum, uh, I think it's like nine hundred dollars an episode. Nice. Yeah, so you can just do one line, and you would still get that amount. I want to like. Episode. You should invite me to your office, and I can just walk through the halls and like just have loud conversations loudly. and see if somebody gets excited. I about hope voice. we all get to do a voice one day because it is such a blessing. <laughs> is so so anyway? So you so you fly you fly yourself down, and you know this is obviously not something you've done, and is very different than what you what you what you were doing and what you expected to do. Um, did you feel like you needed to like put on airs or something, or you know, when you went into the studio, was it was it hard that first time? It was a little awkward at first, but JG does one of the voices, mm-hmm. and he is just a regular guy. Yeah, and he so it wasn't like show. he wanted me to do like I don't know, yeah. like an accent or anything. It was well, just my voice. Hired you because yeah. Of your voice. yeah, so that made it a little bit easier. Um, I mean, it was a little awkward, but now I feel pretty comfortable yeah. in there. Yeah. Do you have acting experience? No, I don't. <laughs> Did it feel like you were, I mean, is, is, do you feel like you, it was acting at first? Were you just kind of reading lines off the paper? Yeah, definitely. Like, I definitely got a note. One time I got a note that said, can you try to do that line and make it sound like you're not reading it off of a piece yeah. of paper? Which is, I don't think, I don't think that's a note that actors like to get. But I think, I don't know, like, isn't that part of the character it's, it's kind of it's yeah, kind of a low-key I think so. character i think it is it's funny just the other day the voice of rigby bill Sawyers, uh heard me do another voice for my my friend made these web shorts um oh can i hear it yeah i don't have it on me oh can i hear you do a voice oh it's just it's my voice oh, okay but it's like it's a different character like she's a little more yeah. southern and looser and like okay she's a mom and she does more emoting. Okay. And She's an emotional southern mother. Yeah. And and it's really funny and it's a little different. Anyway, Bill was like, 
saying that it was really funny. And he said, it's really to cool, really cool to see how you have developed as a voice actor. And now you have a few tricks up your sleeve <laughs> rather than what you used to do. <laughs> so, so it's like compliment, compliment, yeah. compliment. Yeah. And then... I think he he said like I'm used to the really honest reads you do as I lean. So honest I guess sounds nice, but yeah. it kind of made me be like, "Oh, thank you." But I you know, I suspect that they I mean, obviously they hired you knowing or or got you to do it knowing that you weren't a voice actor yeah. and you know, it's sort of like, I don't know, it's like wasn't that one of the great things about the old Peanuts shorts is that like they Yeah. you know, that it was it's a little jarring at first, but the fact that they're, you know, not voice actors. Is endearing. Yeah, yeah, I think and so. And real and... I think so. Nobody's ever sat me down and told me exactly why they like my voice, but I have to assume that was part of it. Yeah. So, so t- take me through, so, so, so you pitch it, you do the short. I mean, what is, how, how does your role change when you're actually kind of running things? Um... Well, it's just a. You mean change from when you are pitching it, or from no, when you're from, a storyboarder? Yeah, from what you'd been doing previously. Um. Yeah, you're the you're the creator of it, so you're making all the decisions. But they have a dedicated shorts department, and so they have experienced people there who will hold your hand through every step of that process and and give you guidance and answer your questions. Um. So, so there's a lot more authority, obviously, mm-hmm. in doing that, and just like, just way more decision making. Like, so many, de- so many decisions, all day long throughout the whole process. What's that the weirdest? Are things like, like I wouldn't even think yeah, about. Yeah, I know. I was gonna ask, like, what was the what's the weirdest thing that like you realized was a part of that job? I mean, just all the things you take for granted, like. Do you want the line weight on the characters to be this thick or this thick? And you look at them next to each other and you're like, I don't know. That one, I guess. What you <laughs> Stuff like that. Or like, and everyone's like, she's a genius. <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> but, I, but it's like that decision, decision has to be made. And if there's a show creator, then like you should ask them yeah. what they want. And I guess at the end of the day, like, all of those decisions add up to to be something specific, and it should have your stamp on it. But it was a little uncomfortable, because at regular show, I'm used to doing my part, and then I'm, you know, stuff gets changed all the time. I hand it off, like, entire chunks will be missing that I worked on, and it's just kind of how it mm-hmm. goes. But everything in the short, that, that was all me, for better or worse. It was like, yeah. that was my call. So, so, you know, I, the, the style's consistent. I mean, everything you, you sort of see is is based on your drawing style? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that, is it, is it I mean, I, I've got to assume that it's, it's markedly different from, you know, what I remember seeing back in the I mean, Yorkie days. <laughs> uh... I mean, it's still pretty simple. Yeah. And I don't do dynamic, like, I just don't do dynamic shots. I mean, most of my shots are of two characters standing there talking to each other. And, uh, 
But if I but if I looked at you know if I looked at your the, the mini comic stuff you're doing and and this stuff right now, do you think it would be clear that it was done by the same person? I mean, you've, you've... Uh, I don't know if it would be clear, but I don't think it would not make sense. Yeah, I think tonally, tonally, it's pretty different. Um, at least at least my short is because I was trying to to play it to a kid audience and yeah. just make it like a little more high. I mean, I think. I don't know what you think of my comics as being like, but I think of them as being pretty low energy and like pretty simple and yeah. in my my short is less like that. So it's still dark? It's not as dark as I would like for it to be. <laughs> You'll get there. Yeah, I'll get too, there. Right? Yeah. You just like sneak it a little bit, a little, yeah. little, little step at a time. <laughs> you know, is it do you feel like I mean, obviously, like there, are, obviously, there are certain things that you can't include, you know, in a kids' cartoon. Um, but and, and the thing, I mean, the thing that Cartoon Network has, has always done well is is play to multiple audiences at a time. But it sounds like you're a little, like at least in the short, you're a little more focused on a younger audience. Uh, in the short, yes. Yeah. Has has having having has having kids uh, informed that at all? Or are you thinking about? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, the stuff the stuff my daughter's into is very innocent. Yeah, and yeah, maybe eventually it will, but not right now. So you worked with you worked with Busy on that short. Is she on the voice on the voice yeah. stuff? Yeah. What was what was that like? Wait, there are actually a few impressive actors in there um tony hale was a voice um you know to- i know tony hale name. is uh buster from arrested development okay yeah yeah, 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 yeah sure. he's in it um and then john francis daly oh yeah who is another freaks another and freaks geeks. and geeks person yeah and then Kristen susson who you may not know but she's no tony hale she's no tony hale <laughs> but she's she's amazing yeah. uh she did a show called campus ladies that was on oxygen okay. which i think i may quite my uh my you don't think so but i think okay. i think everyone really? i feel sad network? that it was on oxygen I, I think it is it's just hilarious she she's from the groundlings and it's hilarious and like all these all these actors like jonah hill was on it are you sure yeah this is on this is being recorded <laughs> okay thank you very much uh but yeah it's a super good show super good and i loved her and i asked her to to be on my show i'm just you know the the, the pressure of not only like making a short for cartoon network but then like having these like real <laughs> real actors on it yeah was it Again, getting back to that idea of, of like being out of your depth, did you feel like I don't know what's going on, and there's all these great I, actors? I think I would have felt more like that if I hadn't had the experience being being doing the voice acting yeah. and having been in the room with amazing actors before and seen that we're all people. I think I've gotten a little more comfortable sure. with that. But that was like, I mean the. The record, the voice record, was like a four-hour session, out of a year-long process, and and that was really the only time where it was like, oh my god, this is this is real. This is going to be on TV. Like it's easy to forget and just think like I'm here with my coworkers that are chill, regular people that I get along with, yeah. and we're just doing our jobs. And then 
yeah, you get in that situation, and that's like. I just constantly go through life with this like this notion of oh, I shouldn't be here, or somebody's going to figure me out. I had an imposter syndrome. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Correct. I'm I'm not immune to it for sure. Uh, yeah, but I have been at Cartoon Network for like six years at this point, so it took a few years to get. But now it feels like my home. Yeah. Like I've never had a job for this long. I've never even gone to a school for this long before, or I don't think I've even lived in a house for this long. Um. So I'm comfortable there now. Were you, I mean, were you, did, did you, were you able to give them direction? Yeah. And didn't feel weird? Uh, well, there's, there was a voice director. It didn't feel weird because I was so focused on, by the time, by the time we did the record with the final voice actors, we had done a scratch recording. And so I had a really specific idea about how things were supposed to go in my head. Thank you. Um, and then, and I and I knew we had four hours, so it was yeah. just like there was work to be done. It wasn't like time to get nervous and stumble. So that's what I was focused on. But yeah. I feel I I don't know how good I was at that because I know you get good actors and you're supposed to like let them do their sure. things. And I think I was just like, um, excuse me, no, can you do it the way on, I Hale. want you to do this it? Is... He did a lot of very Tony Hale things. Sure, he can't, I see, yeah, everything I I've seen him, he's been and very I, Tony Hale. And I feel bad, because I would always be like, okay, that's great, can you, now can you just do it normal? <laughs> uh, you know was... <laughs> I'm a famous voice actress myself, so I can give you this. <laughs> we, we kept a lot of the things that he did, but yeah. yeah. We're, what, what point in the process did they come on? Um, the castings, the casting started really early on. Um, and then, so we had a casting director and I got, I got MP3 files from her for, I don't even know how many, at least like 50 people for each role. And then went through those and did auditions. Uh, and then I don't, I mean, it was like at some point, some point in the middle that, I, I, yeah, that I mean, we did I, that. I guess the question is like did they did, did the cast inform the creation of the show at all um no but I wish that they could have a little bit more okay. well you know if you get to yeah to do more if I got to do more yeah I, I mean it, in the additional development stuff that I'm doing um like writing another episode I'm definitely hearing Tony Hale's voice as I write things and I regret that like I had already written yeah. it by the time he came on to it last time because I could have tailored it a little more. Wait, so him. are you doing additional writing already? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the wheels are in wheels motion? Wheels are in motion. Yeah. Yeah. It's not dead. <laughs> What's it she's saying it's dead? It just sounds like there's like always going to be a extended limbo period. Yeah. But it's like at what point in the limbo process are you? Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It seems, I, I'm. I guess I'm early in the limbo, in the first stages of the limbo process. Yeah. But it seems like they could push that finish line further and further away until I'm dead, possibly. <laughs> Are you? How, how close was the final product to what was in your head? Uh, pretty close. I. 
I had an idea. I didn't have a firm idea of yeah. what it would be like. I was kind of open to the process and just kind of curious to see what happened. Um, and there are some things I would do differently now if I had to do it all over again, but I'm glad I'm not doing it all over again, mm-hmm. and I want to do different stuff with so the you're same not, idea. you're not beholden to the uh, this style or no you're not beholden to any of it so that's that's why they didn't want it to be like a pilot episode yeah. so that you could they can kind of make these changes and it sounds like i mean they put it out in the world so they're obviously like gauging people's opinions about it yeah i don't even know how much they are gauging people's <laughs> opinions about it i mean if, if everybody hated it or if everybody loved it well, that would probably there have been plenty of negative responses what's, to it. what's the <laughs> what kind of negative responses uh this gave me aids oh this no gave you gave somebody cancer. aids yes i did oh i know i feel really bad i about would feel that. bad about that. uh i don't know think i mean if you yeah. put something on youtube that's that's right it is a cruel, cruel. Sure. People calling you the N word. Yeah, <laughs> it's nasty. Yeah. I was. I mean, I spent a couple days being yeah thoroughly depressed by by how it was received. But I don't. I honestly don't think it matters that much. I don't think that it factors that much into Cartoon Network's decision making processes. Like I've seen, I've seen fans love a short that. Cartoon Network hmm. didn't decide to to make into a series, and I've seen them not respond to other stuff that they're continuing to work on. So I don't know. I don't know what drives them. I mean, actually, I do know what drives. I know part of what drives them, uh, and I think it's just like I I think they have conviction in what they yeah. like and what they believe in, and it's served them pretty well and it has served them pretty well yeah they have a pretty good track record for it and they're gonna make people make other people like it too (laughs) whether they have aids or not no (laughs) whether or not you gave it to them um i mean that's the hardest i think i've got to imagine that's that's the the hardest part of the process but in a sense it's kind of going back to what you were experiencing when you're working on a comic which is this is just you. you yeah. Know? I mean, obviously there are other people working on it and it's got to be somewhat of a collaborative process, but it's yeah. like, if it sucks, like, or yeah. if it's great. Yeah. It's to- It's on me. Yeah, definitely. And that's life. <laughs> I mean, it definitely makes me feel a little more gentle in the way that I yeah. view other people's creations to know what it's like to work super hard on something and then be met with either indifference or straight up negative negativity it's just it sounds like you're not stressed about it at all it's kind of out of my i mean i'm doing the best i can but i mean i'm stressed about all kinds of things that are out of my hands <laughs> like i'm constantly uh, thinking about them i mean there are, there are points when i've been stressed like yeah. the night before the pitch i was stressed but right now it's kind of like yeah there's there are various stages of it where you get feedback and you put something else out. There are very few, like, this is an actual point where a big decision is made. Yeah. Um, most of it's just, like, it's a daily process. I mean, it helps that you've also got a good job, too. Yes. So it's not like... It does. You're not relying on this for... Your- and I know also if I got to a point where they said 
stop it, we're done. You know, after yeah, however many years of working on it, that would feel pretty bad. But but I know at every step in the process that I that I'm trying to make what I want to make, and like there's nothing that I could do differently to to do a better job. There you go. That was uh, Melanie Minty Lewis. Thank you so much her, for taking the time to do that. We did that when I was back in uh, Los Angeles a few weeks ago. God, maybe like a month and a half ago. I don't know. I don't know where the time goes. Thanks so much to her for taking the time to do that. Uh, did that one in, in, in Toluca Lake, which is where she resides right now. Um, a l- little bit of a backstory. I actually went to... Uh, so my, my sister's dog passed away. And, uh, you know, I, I've known Minty's work for uh, God, God, probably like probably 10 or so years, maybe a little longer than that at this point. Uh, and and Minty, uh, when she was doing her, her PS comics, any comics used to draw a lot of uh, Yorkies. So she very kindly uh, did a little commission piece of uh, my sister's uh, uh, dog. Thanks so much for taking the time to do that. Thanks also to her for uh, for sitting down and, and, and talking for, for so long and eating, uh, eating Japanese food with me outside of Burbank. Uh, you can check out her work on The Regular Show on The Regular. She, uh, she's been working there for quite some time, both as a, a storyboard artist and as a, a voiceover artist as well. And uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, Bottoms Butte will be coming to Cartoon Network in the not-too-distant future. Uh, in the meantime, however, you can check out some uh, some shorts over on the Cartoon Network YouTube page. Thanks so much to her for taking the time to do that. Uh, also, highly recommend that you check out uh, PS Comics. You can pick that up um, over, uh, over at Amazon or where finer, finer comic books are sold uh, from, uh, from our friends over at Secret Acres. Uh, thanks to Brian, as always, for editing this show together. Uh, thanks to all you guys for listening. If you liked what you heard, please do rate us on iTunes. It's uh, been a while since somebody's said some nice things about us over there. Could uh, Would appreciate a little bit of uh, feedback on that front or wherever it is that you get your, your podcasts. Uh, if, you've, if you do like the show, if you listen on the regular and you've got a little bit of money to, to chip in, it would be much appreciated. Um, we're not running ads right now. Uh, but you know, obviously, it does cost money to make a podcast. It costs money to host a podcast, and it costs money to pay Brian to do the fine job that he does editing the show together. So, uh, please consider supporting us over on Patreon. If you've got any feedback, it's rylcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Tumblr. That is the first and best place to get all of your R-I-Y-L related information. That's rylcast.tumblr.com. And uh, like us on Facebook. It's about all I got for this week. So stick around because we will be back just about this time next week with another episode of R-I-Y-L. Mm-hmm.